From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome once again to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Today's devotional is entitled, God Can Make You Strong. The text is found in Second Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 7. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. God had done great things for King Asa and Judah, but yet they were a feeble folk. Their feet were very tottering in the ways of the Lord, and their hearts very hesitating, so that they had to be warned that the Lord would be with them while they were with him, but that if they forsook him, he would leave them. They were also reminded of the sister kingdom, how ill it fared in its rebellion, and how the Lord was gracious to it when repentance was shown. The Lord's design was to confirm them in his way and make them strong in righteousness so ought it to be with us. God deserves to be served with all the energy of which we are capable. If the service of God is worth anything, it is worth everything. We shall find our best reward in the Lord's work if we do it with determined diligence. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord, and we know it. Half-hearted work will bring no reward. But when we throw our whole soul into the cause— we shall see prosperity. This text was sent to the author of these notes in a day of terrible storm, and it suggested to him to put on all steam with the assurance of reaching port in safety with a glorious freight. Can 
can have joy, we can be strong. He is our strength, He is our fortress, we can be sure we are secure within His hands. He is our joy, our hope of life eternal. He is the rock, the solid rock on which we stand. Even when I cannot see tomorrow, His word is like a unto my feet. His grace when we are weak. He is our strength. He is our fortress. We can be sure we are secure within His hands. He is our joy, our life eternal. we stand, and when the storms of life surround me, and when the winds of sorrow I will hold on to the rock, the rock of ages, for I know this one One of the most precious gifts God has given to mankind is the Bible, the Holy Scriptures. For those in the English-speaking world, the ability to own a copy of God's Word is taken for granted. Indeed, many of us possess multiple copies of the Bible. Yet, this was not always the case. There was a time when attempts to translate the Bible into the language of the common people were met with persecution and even death. Men like John Wycliffe and William Tyndale were hunted like outlaws simply because they labored to give God's word to people in the language they could understand. 
Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make available a booklet that briefly traces the history of those efforts, entitled How We Got Our English Bible. This short publication tells the story of the development of the authorized version of the Scriptures as we know it, including the enormous impact of the invention of printing upon the spreading of God's Word. Published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, this booklet is free to all who request it. Simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of How We Got Our English Bible, and we'll be happy to provide it. As he continues his series of messages on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, Dr. Cairns is dealing with the role of the Spirit in prayer. There are two texts to the message. First, Ephesians 2, verse 18, where Paul wrote, For through him, that is Christ, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Then in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, God promises to pour out upon his people the Spirit of grace and of supplications. Dr. Cairns is showing how the Holy Spirit helps believers in the place of prayer. As we've already seen, prayer is one of the most neglected areas of the Christian life in actual practice. Believers are often hindered in their prayer lives through ignorance of God's Word and through inability to get through to God. As Dr. Cairns continues the message, we learn that the first thing the Holy Spirit does in every believer is to create the desire to pray. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message, the spirit of prayer. The spirit of God creates a desire in an unsaved man by regenerating him to pray. Now if you have never a desire to call on Christ, you can be a Protestant, you can be a Presbyterian, you can be baptized, you can be in the church membership, you can sing in the choir, you can preach in the pulpit, you can do what you like, but you're not saved. You're not saved. Any person who can blindly go through life without a desire to pray is a person in whom the Spirit of God has not done the first saving work. 
The very first thing that the Holy Ghost does when he regenerates a man is to cause that man to pray. In Acts, you will read in chapter 9 of the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. And the Lord Jesus appeared to Ananias in the city of Damascus and told him to go to Saul of Tarsus. And Ananias thought that the Lord had made a mistake. Isn't it wonderful that even spiritual men like Ananias would argue with God and say, Lord, you've made a mistake. And he says, Lord, I have heard by many. You know, that's a big problem with so many Christians. Instead of hearing from the Lord, they're hearing from the many. Instead of being tuned to heaven, they're tuned to earth. Instead of being moved and motivated by what God is revealing to their hearts from the throne of glory, they are held in check by what they see in the circumstances and the people of this world round about them. And Ananias says, Lord, I have heard by many of this man. And the Lord puts his heart to rest and he says, you go to Solitary. How did Ananias know that this man was saved? Jesus says, Behold, he prayeth. Behold, he prayeth. First thing the Holy Ghost does is create a desire to pray. And uh, when a man has called on the Lord for salvation, the Holy Spirit in Christians will lead them to pray and give them the desire to pray. He will put within their souls an urgency to pray, even when there are many impediments, even when there's own, their own personal weakness, yet the Holy Spirit will witness in their heart to encourage and even to drive them to prayer. If you study the scriptures, you'll find there are basically three great areas in prayer. And the Holy Ghost is necessary to cause us to desire each one of them. The most basic aspect of prayer is worship. You can get into that, the idea of uh, praise and thanksgiving, but there is worship. There's a re the recognition of who God is and what God has done. Now, how can you worship the Lord? There are books written about worship. And uh, some of them are good and well worth reading. There's a lot of talk about worship. People tend to think, for instance, they speak of the worship service on a Sunday morning as being distinct from the evangelistic service on a Sunday evening. They tend to think that uh, having the choir in robes and not having a, a go at our choir in their robes, don't get me wrong, but having the choir in robes and having a more formal kind of service, that that makes it a worship service. Nonsense. That's utter nonsense. We need to be delivered from that brand of Romanism that would make worship to be mere forms and ceremonies. How do you worship the Lord? The Lord Jesus said, in John 4 and 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. There is no worship without the moving of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit creates within a believer a desire for the glory of God. Moses cried, show me thy glory. 
That is inherent in all worship. And only the Holy Spirit can give a believer that self-abasement that the Lord may have all the honor and that he may see him in his glory. The second great aspect of prayer is confession. There is no prayer without first the recognition of who God is. There is no prayer secondly without the recognition of our sin. David said in Psalm 66 and verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. <clears throat> While sin is being deliberately held on to, while sin is being embraced as a viper to the bosom, then God will not hear prayer. Presumptuous sins will keep us back from the blessing of God's answer to prayer. will not pray while there's sin being cherished. David says a very interesting thing in the 32nd Psalm. He says, while I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. Day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. But then he said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgivest the iniquity of my sin. You see, confession is necessary to prayer. But how does a man come to see his sin? Well, only the Holy Ghost can convince and convict of sin. John chapter 16. We read this, if you remember, last Lord's Day. Only the Holy Spirit will convict of sin. Only the Holy Spirit will make a man uh, feel what Solomon called the plague of his own heart. Only the Holy Spirit will give a man a sincere hatred of sin and wickedness and an honest confession of that to have it put away by the cleansing blood of Christ. And then, of course, the third great part in prayer is supplication or actual asking, whether it be for ourselves or in intercession for others. There is supplication. In our text in Zechariah, the Holy Ghost is called the Spirit of supplications. Only He can give us the grace to supplicate. Now, He creates a desire to pray. The first thing the Holy Ghost does. Second thing the Holy Spirit does in, as the Spirit of prayer is He imparts strength to pray. Romans 8, 26. He helpeth our infirmities. John 6 and 63. The Lord Jesus says that the flesh profiteth nothing. And we've got to get this clearly. There's absolutely nothing in the flesh that's going to help us to pray. It is the Spirit that quickens. How do you get life in your times of prayer? How do you get vitality in prayer? It's the Spirit that quickens. Over in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, we have these words. Uh, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You see, there is something within people that keeps them back, either as sinners that keeps them back from God, or as Christians that keeps them back from prayer. 
There is an old, carnal, wicked, fleshly, selfish, worldly nature that would keep them back either from God for salvation or, as Christians, would keep them from Christ in prayer for blessing. Let me tell you the only answer is the Spirit of God. When He moves to save a soul, then thank God that soul will pray. But in the Christian, how do you get the strength to pray? Strengthened by His Spirit in the inner man. Strengthened because the Holy Ghost gives power to pray. They that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah said, shall change their strength. I fear that there are so many Christians, and they're depending on the strength of their will, the strength of their body, the strength of their words, just to drive themselves to pray. That's not how to get strengthened. It is changing your strength for the power of God. And only the Holy Ghost can give you that. That's what the Bible means in Jude 20 when it talks about praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You remember in Acts 5 you have a lovely example of this. Because there you have the picture of Peter in prison. And uh, he's going to die. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And God answered prayer. He imparts strength to pray. Third thing he does is he gives wisdom in prayer. Now how does he do this? Well, A, he teaches us God's will. If you're going to pray effectively, you need to know the will of God about what you're praying. Here's the important thing. If you know that you have the will of God and what you're asking, you can stake everything that you get that you ask. Because God's will is done. He says, I will do my will. Now that's an emphatic statement. I will do my will. Demons cannot stop him. Apostates cannot stop him. Ungodly men cannot stop him. The flow of human events cannot stop him. God says, I will do my will. And when you have the assurance of the will of God, you can stake everything that God will do it. So it's imperative, therefore, that we know God's will when we pray. So the Spirit teaches us God's will. Romans 8, 27. Not only so, but coming back to that point I made, He teaches us the spiritual and proper use of the Word of God teaches us how to use the Scriptures. It's a capital mistake to try to pray apart from the Word of God. I was reading just a couple of days ago, once again, the, some of the observations of George Mueller on prayer and the connection between the Bible and prayer. Mueller was telling a congregation how he prayed. He would get up in the morning and he would... Uh, get down his Bible and he would be reading consecutively in the Old Testament and in the New Testament but he would get down his Bible and he would read a verse and he would let it sink in and he would begin to talk to the Lord uh, through this verse of Scripture praise God for what it 
stilled in his mind as an item for praise. Soon they'd be led on to confession and supplication. But as he meditated on the Word of God, instead of just skipping lightly over it, as he let the, the Scriptures and the very words and thoughts of Scripture percolate, as it were, right through his brain, he was led out to pray. And he said a very interesting thing. And I hope that you'll never forget this. He said, after some years of Christian living, I discovered something. That the most important thing at the beginning of every day for me was not to serve God. It was not to reach others. The most important thing for me at the beginning of every day is to have my soul brought into a happy state with God. Very, very simple observation from one of the greatest men of prayer the world has ever known. He said, that's how I spend the beginning of every day with the Word of God, letting the Word sink into my mind, lifting them up to the Lord, using them for worship, for confession, for supplication, until through the Word of God I am brought to a happy state, until I am brought to a peace of heart and mind. And then I am prepared to serve God. Then I am prepared to serve others. Remember, this is the man who did serve others. A man who, I think, between his 70th and 80th birthday, started on his worldwide ministry and traveled the world in the last century without airplanes and fast ships, etc. Some five times after having set England ablaze with the work that God did to him. Listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 